0: You've deemed us with your presence this week, I see.
1: Yes, I'm back from, back from manual leave. You're such a, a bountiful
0: employer, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I see we're near the double ton. What, in episodes? No, no, Surely no, no, no. In, in stupid people who are watching this. Oh, are we? Are we now? What, 200? 200 members. We're at 194. Wow, do we should we have a prize for the two hundred? I think we should one give one. them a T-shirt. The two <laughs> hundredth
1: member gets a T-shirt. <laughs> out, the shoe, out the shoe charity T-shirts.
0: Yeah, one that's not washed, <laughs> soiled, slightly soiled. <laughs> oh, how are you doing? I'm going very well, very well. Are we going to start yeah. training soon?
1: Yes. So things are things are. In plan, I guess to be businessy about it. Yeah, so we've started. I've been up since the weekend, um, and I think we'll be good to go. Probably, I don't think we'll be started this week, just because of just because it'll take a while to get tracks and stuff together. But I think by the start of next week, we'll be. We should be good to go. So we've got a we've got a system kind of booking system and stuff kinda of ready. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Well I mean I won't add, I think I'm still outside the five mile limit. So I technically I don't think I can train at the moment. <laughs> five
0: mile recreation <laughs> recreation limit. And but I I'm, sure, I'm, sure I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, well let's just hope we don't have any of those biblical storms. That was just shocking no, last week. Shocking. Yeah, anyway, listen, exactly. let's get cracking. Let's get cracking. We've got the Hoff on. Paul Hoffman, he's uh, he's He's, he's taken the clarion call and uh, he's been good enough to come on board did you know we've got a couple of firsts it's the first author is it yeah so first we have author. to see how his book sales are going and also yep. he's the first a first wood chopper
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm less surprised that he's uh, the first wood chopper uh, <laughs> slightly more surprised that none of our None of
0: our guests have ever ever
1: published a book.
0: Uh, apparently, he's chopped his toe off. I think that <laughs> must be bollocks. I mean, I got that well, I from... Think. I think that must be Wikipedia. And it says he was a wood chopper and he chopped <laughs> his toe, one of his toes off or something. <laughs> I mean, we are on a video conferencing platform.
1: You <laughs> could ask to <what> do <laughs> Is gnarly stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>, number member two <laughs> hundred will be there'll be some sort of spike in foot fetishists.
0: <laughs> Maybe it'll take him back to reliving the whole
1: horrible moment and you'll just lose it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you might set him off into some and, sort of episode.
0: And the other thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the charge. Do you know about that? The shoulder charge? No, uh, this
1: oh. is uh, this is news to me. So right, well, we, we, we've got the video. Down.
0: We've got the video. I'll I'll it's... keep you in suspense, and, okay. and we'll, we'll get the man on. That's me Excellent. just getting him on now. So hopefully he's got his clothes on. He <laughs> asked me, "Oh my God, what's he
2: done?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. We've got the crick on. Heck, I'm not doing the whole thing like this. No. Hoffy, Hoffy, you're going to have to turn your head. <laughs> I I love. That's better. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. So you're in the mobile studios, are you?
2: I'm in the car because I, I, I I'm just scared I'm going to say something that might upset my wife. So. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't be concerned about the wife. I would be concerned <laughs> about your school kids. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah,
2: good. Thanks, John.
0: Listen, is that true about your Wikipedia and you being a woodchopper?
2: Uh, yeah, I used to do a bit of wood chopping. It's just part of growing up in rural Queensland, I think. Yeah. Right. Well, but my old man was a, a woodchopper. He used to travel around... Queensland and New South Wales, participating in wood chopping competitions. So they have at the, the fairs. And, uh, and when I was a young boy, I got involved with it. I used to come home from school and dad used to take me up in his ute to the forest and we'd chop down a few trees and, wow. and then go home again. And I, I became quite good at it. Uh, until I was 12, I had an accident in the front garden of the house when I was practicing Chopping, chopping a block of wood. <laughs> I, I was standing on a block of wood barefoot. And I, I remember... <laughs> right,
0: that's enough. We don't want to no anymore.
2: <laughs> I, I'm just going to tell you. that the story is actually in my book.
0: So,
2: right. what, what, my dad was a land surveyor. And uh, one of his workmen said, oh, you're going to chop your bloody toe off. Put some shoes on, you idiot. And I... Uh, and I said, yeah, shut up, just go away, do your work. And it, anyway, I just continued on chopping and yeah, the axe scooped and it sliced the top left part of my toe off. Oh. And the, part of my toe went flying to the left and I looked down and... Because <laughs> oh. mum and dad weren't home at the time, I was just...
0: Jesus, what did you, you do? do? <laughs> Scramble about on um, your knees trying to find the tool? We, well, you in no your sh- big wind.
2: I had to go to the bloke that was telling me off for not wearing shoes, and so I've, <laughs> listen, I've I've sliced part of my toe off. <laughs> so he raced me up to hospital, right? And he had to phone up mum and dad. But uh, yeah, so that was that's one of the stories, oh, and, and I didn't I didn't chop whatever again after that. No, that I'm not was, surprised. I, I started when I was about seven, and yeah finished when i was 12. (laughs) a short career
0: and and you see when you were signing the contract originally from uddingston and there would have been have you had any medical conditions did you have to put that in
2: (laughs) Uh, probably but i didn't i didn't want to put that in
0: (laughs) there. i might have voided the contract
2: well, it's and, funny and, cause uh, I
0: was... Just finally, when did they first find out? Was it when you when you start when you went for a shower and everybody looked at to that toe and said, "What the fuck's happened there?"
2: No, uh, it doesn't actually look too bad now because it, it wasn't like it was like the corner of my left toe. So right. the corner of my left toe, the skin's grown over it, so it's, it's more of a the corner's more of a like a it's been shaved off. Whereas my my right big toe is normal looking, so no one really <laughs> noticed it.
0: No, <laughs> not until now. <laughs>
2: Do you Listen, want to you get words? Like, a if the. When did you. The when, I don't know,
1: did,
2: when did I don't you know who co- put that thing on Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I'm finding out that students at my school have been putting random stuff on there because yeah. I can tell because it's littered with spelling mistakes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's brilliant. So, so you you came over what in 1997? That's right. Um and yeah. you had no idea of of Scottish cricket? How 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 did people how did Eddie get in touch with you in the first place?
2: Well, I'll try and keep it as short as possible. In 1996 I was playing cricket at Colwyn Bay in North Wales. I was playing in the Liverpool league. Right. And I had a car, the club gave me a car and on the side it was a, it was a SEAT Ibiza, and on the side it it had Paul Hoffman, Fun Bay Professional, and the slogan was the pro who knows, which I, I didn't make that up, it was just the pro who knows, Paul Hoffman, right, and David Baxter, who was the Uddington president at the time, they were down there on holiday, can you still hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, not now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's hexed the whole thing. <laughs> he shouldn't have asked. No, he shouldn't have asked.
2: Oh, oh my God.
0: What was that?
2: Sorry, was sorry. Right, you're he's okay.
0: Back. Right. So the president was on holiday.
2: Yeah, he was on holiday in North Wales and he saw this car, Paul Hoffman, Columbay cricket professional. And it stuck in his mind, obviously, with that slogan. And I went back to Australia after that season in the Liverpool League and my sister and I traveled through Scotland in 1996 and I I wondered to myself then whether they played cricket in Scotland Mm -hmm. and I got back home and I sent a fax to Scottish cricket and I said I'm interested in playing cricket there. Uh, Are there any clubs that would like a young fast bowler who can bat a little bit so they sent this fax to various clubs and it was david baxter who got back to me said i i saw your car last year and i remember your name so yeah i I didn't go through agents or anything i just went into my dad's office and used his fax machine and and that was it that's that's how that came about so i accepted accepted a 100 pound a week contract airfare and Accommodation, so, so uh, look, that's just, how that came
0: about. just just back this up. So, Addington Cricket Club employed you because they saw your name on a car. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
0: I presume they would have done some research rather than employing the pro who <laughs> knows. <nose.
2: laughs> well, I, yeah, I think I, I think on my resume, I probably
0: uh-huh.
2: two years with New South Wales Shield squad, yeah, yeah,
1: 1991.
2: Uh, Queensland. I, I won a fast bowling competition at the Gabba in 1991. Uh, I mean, I could have. I was telling the truth. They could have thought I was lying, but I was. Uh, what else? Yeah, played for the Australian country team in '93. Yeah. Uh, and the only issue, the only problem I had was in 1996. Much of my season in Collin Bay was uh, destroyed by a back injury. So I was, was right that David Baxter was going to phone up Colin Bay and ask how, what Paul Hoffman was like as a pro. And, and they would drink. have said, well, he was good for the first few weeks and then his back went and then he was useless. <laughs> uh, but, but luckily, David Baxter never made that call and, and I've never looked back since.
0: No, for sure. For sure. Um, so when you came up to Scotland, what did you honestly think the standard was like? A in comparison with Wales and B in comparison with Australia.
2: Uh, it was the standard was better than what I was expecting. It was better than the standard that I'd say it's better than the standard that I played in in North Wales. Probably yeah. similar standard to the Liverpool League that I played in. Uh, <coughs> compared to maybe grade cricket in Sydney, it's. You know, you have a mix of players who could probably play first grade, and you've got other players that would probably struggle to play fifth grade. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my first game was against Clydesdale and...
0: Who was in that team? Can you remember who was in the Clydesdale team?
2: Well, well I can, and and I can remember very vividly, because I thought I was just going to rock up Bold Rockets and take five or six for, you know, Scottish cricket players this is going to be pretty yeah. funny
0: yeah
2: but then I was warming up and Rennie Keith, Rennie Keith was doing some throwdowns just adjacent to me and uh-huh and Willie Dick had written an article in the preview saying that I was an, I was Australia's next Dennis Lily <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Without hair. laughs>
2: so Rennie Keith was doing his throwdowns and I was sort of I was quite close to him and Rennie's like Oh, I'm really scared. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> so, yeah, I thought, oh, that's interesting. This this bloke's confident. So, I think it was Rennie and Greg Williamson that opened the batting, and, and they're two good players. You know, I obviously didn't know at the time, but I realised pretty quick that these guys could bat, and then you had Stroppi coming in at three or four, and, yep. and I was, you know, I was quite surprised. I thought, This is better than what what I thought it would be. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, We won the game, but, you know, I I realised then that Scottish cricket wasn't just Mickey Mouse cricket. It was actually a good standard because those guys could really play.
0: And you're pretty competitive, it has to say, as as an Australian, as you would expect. Um, I just want to share a screen and you can probably see this. Um, I'll just share the screen now and you probably know what we're going to talk about. Um, but what we're going to do is we'll, we'll talk you through this. Uh, have you got that screen now? Can you see that? Chris, can you see that?
1: Yeah, I can see
0: that. So you're just about to come in. Um, we'll obviously play the video, but I, what I want to know is keeping. Who's keeping? That Dougie Lockhart? Yeah, that's, that's
2: Dougie. And
0: who's at first and, and second?
2: Gavin Hamilton's at first, and Ryan Watson's at second. Right, and then it's it's their reaction that makes me laugh more. That's brilliant! It's (laughs) brilliant,
0: and then 99 comes in. If you if you watch the left hand side, 99 comes in. Who's 99? Is that righty?
2: Yeah, that's righty. He was skipper. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Gary Baxter was the umpire. Right. So from New Zealand.
0: So was there a bit of animosity to talk us through this? Don't tell anybody what's happening, um, but was there any sort of animosity? Did you not, not like the Canadians? Did you mm. not like the non-batter?
2: No, there, there was none of that at all. No, there was, no, animosity whatsoever. The, the game was played in good spirits, but, but apart from
1: this. Until <laughs> you drop the quarter on someone.
0: So <laughs> what I would say is look at Ryan Watson at second slip. Right? And also, first slip and, and the reaction. This is absolutely priceless. We might play it a couple of times. So, this is Hoffi coming in. Comes to ball. <laughs> Every time I see it, I just. <laughs> he's
2: absolutely,
0: absolutely fullaxed. It's just. It's the best, it's the best thing. we will we'll do it again. And, and watch the second slip. They don't do anything.
2: Look, look at the slip. Oh, they stand still, don't they? they stand okay.
0: there. And <laughs> even when, even when you dip the shoulder, nobody's putting their hands up and going, what the <laughs> f*** is happened?" There? And righty, look at it. It's yeah. Abso- I, it's absolutely brilliant. And you didn't It's get funny
2: done. because the, uh, I think we played Ireland the day or two before, and their opening batsmen were William Porterfield and Jeremy Bray. Yeah. I remember bowling a ball to Jeremy Bray, and he just dunked it down to short mid-wicket, and they took off, and I was racing over to get the ball, but Porterfield was in the way, and I thought, I really want to
0: Do knock it him again. down,
2: but <laughs> I, I, I didn't really... No, this was the day before.
0: All right, day before.
2: I thought, I, I wonder what the rules are there, if, you know, if, if, if the batsman's in your way and you... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was, it was a boundary-pushing move. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, as a fast bowler, I wasn't really too clued up on what the intricate rules of cricket for, were. So I thought uh, the next time that happens, I'm just going to knock the batsman over and see what happens. And it happened the day after when we played Canada. So Yeah. Uh, and
0: you didn't get yeah, banned. Yeah, no animosity
2: there. You didn't uh, get banned. So, no, because I... had because i had a uh impeccable behavior record i guess on the pitch uh and we back then we had a, a match winning fee so if we won a match i think we got 50 quid or something and and the umpire the match referee after the game said that i'd be fined uh 50 of my match fee <laughs> which was great because What? <laughs> no no sorry uh, we didn't actually get a match fee. We got a, a winning bonus. All right. So I was fined for nothing really because we didn't actually get a match fee. Right.
0: Right. So
2: yeah. So that was that was different to a winning bonus. So. Uh, but but all the Canadians started calling me John Cena then for the rest of the tour. <laughs> <laughs> that crazy. So, yeah, but he was actually a good batsman. The guy knocked over. Uh, well, you did I, can't remember his, I, I can't remember his name, but he was playing the short ball really well. And uh, it was probably, in a way, good that I did that because it put him off his game a bit and he got out shortly after. So. Bloody surprise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was probably just what, what the was ball Yeah, case.
2: yeah that, that game came down to the last over. I think they needed 12 to win on, off the last over and Dougie Brown bowled the last over. But it was a really close game, but uh, I think my shoulder barge probably helped us win that game in the end because we got rid of their best batsman.
0: <laughs> so, listen, take you back to some stuff at UDI Then um, you, I think you played under three skippers: Ricky Bawa, <clears throat> Mark Townsend, Tuner, and and Brees, Okay, who who's the who the who's the best out of that bunch as a skipper?
2: I've played most of my career under Ricky. I haven't really played a lot under Brees. I played a couple of games in two thousand and seventeen. Uh, and Toon, there weren't many games I played under Toon as captain. I think when he was, I don't think he was captain that often. I think he might have been captain in the two thousand and three Scottish Cup final when Ricky Bow was unavailable. Uh, can you still hear me? Ah, that's
0: right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He didn't play. Ricky, Ricky was probably captain then, and then he couldn't play. I don't. I think he pulled up uh, on the day of the match, and so I guess that's why Tuna was captain then. We've lost him again.
1: Yeah. I mean this is going to be a shorter story between you and I. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was eleven in the two thousand at the two thousand three Scottish Cup final.
0: Right, right.
1: Who, who would that have been? Who was Edinson playing?
0: Us. Oh was it? Uh-huh. That... that was the one
1: sorry. sorry to rub it in, Johnny. <laughs> that's right, yes.
0: Um no doubt he'll come back on. A uh, interesting oh. he's he's taken that, that charge he right. He's back again.
2: He's back again. Right, there we go. Is that uh is that me or you?
0: I think that's probably you. <laughs>
2: oh. I've got full bars here, so I was wondering about anyway. Uh yeah, back to captains. Yeah. I played probably most of my Auddy career under under Ricky and <laughs> Ricky just knew every rule under the book. Uh beebs I really played a lot under him, but Breebs uh he's uh he's a guy that, you know, galvanizes the team and leads from the front. He does a lot of work off the pitch. Uh so the guys really respect the the way he just worked so hard for the club. Yeah. Uh, but but Ricky was mm. Ricky just knew everything as as a captain. He knew that. I mean, he was very calm. He knew he he could think ahead. Uh, he just knew everything. I, I remember playing a game at Fergusley when they had Floyd Reefer. and and we we got there and and Ricky measured the distance from the inner circle to the to the boundary on, on the hospital side.
0: Yeah, and That's Ricky awesome. went to the umpires.
2: Ricky went to the umpires and said, It's it's too short. We can't play in that wicket. But the, the reason was because Floyd Reefer was a pro and Ricky would have been bowling up the hill. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Fergus so, so had to cut a new strip. And, uh, but, but Ricky, he just, he was on the ball as a captain and, uh, he just knew when to make changes, when to adjust the batting order. <laughs> uh, he was, he yeah, it was, it was just a, a cricket nuffy who just knew everything about the game and was a really good captain. And,
0: and when, you up, when you rocked up, um, Ricky's been there forever. So I guess when you rocked up in 97, he would have been there um, and you would have done your, your introductions and then maybe had a, a couple of nets. What did you think of, of Ricky when he rocked up to bowl? Because, I mean, it's so innocuous.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he reminds me a lot of a lot of club bowlers that, especially I played in North Wales. They they seem to take a lot of wickets, but they look really innocuous, Mm -hmm. I guess is the word. But 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 Ricky's Ricky's biggest strength was his accuracy, and he had a really you know when he released the ball, it was it came from it was really uh, had a very straight arm, a high release, and he was able to. to get that ball to move about yeah,
0: yeah. off
2: the seam, off that really nagging length. <clears throat> so in these conditions, he was, you know, he was a, an ideal bowler. Uh, but I think I remember meeting Ricky in the clubhouse and I said, you know, what's your role? And he says, oh, I'm a fast bowler. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I go, okay. And I said, uh, I said to Ricky, I said, so what do you do for work? He said, oh, I'm at school. Like, oh, what subject do you teach? He said, no, I'm a pupil. Oh, well, sorry, didn't he? <laughs> but Ricky, uh, yeah, Ricky was a, the perfect bowler for these conditions, just nagged it off the length. And, you know, a lot of batsmen, you no, know, I was a perfect fall, I guess, for Ricky, because I used to try and, I used to run in and, back then Bob quick enough and a lot of batsmen you know would would do their best to get through my over then they'd try and take on Ricky at the other end and and that's where he got quite a few of his wickets as well so yeah we were a good partnership and but as a captain he was you know he was very calm and he was always thinking ahead and he just knew all the rules inside out uh Tuna was very shrewd you know he just tuna would make subtle changes uh i remember in the scottish cup final I, I bowled at first change which was you know something i've never done before but it worked really well uh so tuna's quite innovative i guess in that way he's he's also a very sort of forward-thinking man when it comes to captaincy and and brian although you know brian's been captain now for maybe five or six years but yeah i haven't played much <laughs> under brian but i could see just you know, in the changing room, out in the field, the amount of respect the guys have for him. And Brian's one of these guys, who will just back you 100% on your team. And, you know, he's he's got a touch of white line fever as well. So I think that, you know, that instills a bit of competitive spirit with the other guys, seeing how much Brian just loves the battle and, and loves playing for his club. So, and he's done well. I mean, he's, he's won two leagues in the last six years, so you can't argue with that. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, Brian and Ricky are uh, close friends of mine, and they'll probably remain friends of mine for for the rest of my life because those two those two guys, especially, have you know have, have really made my life, uh, I guess, my, my cricketing life over here very enjoyable. I, I could have gone to other clubs in Scotland, but I've just stayed at Paddington because
0: yeah. I was going to ask you that question. What about being tapped up? Were you ever tapped up whilst you're at Uddy? I mean, you ended up uh, being you ended up being the the highest wicket taker in the Scottish cricket. I mean, you must have had offers to go elsewhere.
2: Well, I was good friends with Tony Judd, who was a Scotland coach at the time, and Tony Judd was. Uh, we, we spoke about going to play for Greenock and. <laughs>
0: you were you a cast God. of millions
2: <laughs> you and yeah. every, every other good
1: cricketer in the country
2: yeah <laughs> I mean I yeah, it was, it was difficult to know what to do because you know on one hand I had the chance of of playing with <laughs> Juddie, who was a big influence on with me as well but uh, you know I didn't want to leave Uttingston because
0: mm-hmm.
2: I, I like the area I got on so well with with the guys at the club, the, the board at the club, and I just felt that I'd be just letting them down if, if I did leave. So, yeah, I, I just remained, remained loyal to Adi and and, uh, and I'm and, glad I stuck with that.
0: And, and in your talks with Greenock, I mean, clearly it would have been going down to Greenock for the love of, of the game. Um, yeah. th- th- there wouldn't have been any financial incentives talked about at all. Um, <laughs> maybe some petrol money. Maybe a few free teas now, yes. and, now and again. Uh-huh. Um, but you've obviously made the the right decision there.
2: Yeah, I didn't really fancy living in greening because it's just
0: a flat as well. <laughs> <Jeez>, oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Going to move you down. away? I think no. I think Jody wanted me to stay with him, but. <laughs> <laughs> Juddy enjoys a drink and and me not so much so I, yeah right. I, But I mean there were yeah I, I can see why some of the other guys went there because it was a winning culture and they had you know it's a great lots of money ground. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the members uh, the members are, are great there it's always good going for a drink after the game there but uh yeah, I think it, I think we had discussions about it, but uh, nothing. I, I thought about it, but nothing really ever came. Because I just yeah. I, I couldn't leave the club that gave me the chance and it no, was, absolutely. was all to me. And uh, yeah.
0: So, listen. Let's take you to to the u- the union and and the the Scottish Cricket League. Uh, let's stick to the union first of all. Um, best batsman, best amateur batsman that you bowled against
2: oh, I've tried to think about this one, but I'm I'm struggling to pin pin down one batsman. I, I I remember when I first came over, Bruce Patterson struck me as a you know, a a guy that could bat a bit. And I was lucky enough to play quite a few games with him for Scotland at the end of his career. Yep. Uh but he was he was a very good batsman, just solid and composed and if you veered offline he'd he'd hit it for four normally. Uh, guys like Greg Williamson, I hated bowling to him because you just didn't know when he was gonna charge you and
0: Yeah.
2: You know, it was just Unpredictable. Was just unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, I know Cedric English was he was a pro initially, but as an amateur I found him difficult to bowl to.
0: He was a cartoon uh, for years.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, you had to be on the money for him; otherwise, you'd get punished. Uh, yeah, there used to be a guy up in Aberdeen that I used to hate bowling to. I think his name was was it Dave Lamb. Was that was that name ringing yeah, a bell? Yeah, I think
0: that was a guy from Inverurie. I thought that he played for, but yeah. that was up in Aberdeen. Yeah, I know
2: who you mean. Yeah,
0: small guy.
2: I just, yeah, I just remember him coming out to bat, and I was thinking, oh, easy wicket here, and bowled uh, a good length ball outside off, and he square cut me for four, and I thought, this guy can bat a bit, and uh, who else was, uh, uh, I'm probably going to miss out a few names here, but in terms of someone standing out, uh, I guess in in the late 90s, Bod was probably the guy that stood out for me the most.
0: Yeah. But and anybody from the
2: key.
0: from the bowling side that, that you wanted to maybe take under your wing and 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 pass on some of your um your your thoughts? Who back in the day did you think was was pretty good with the ball in the hand?
2: Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I not I, I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> trying to think.
0: Is <laughs> my searching questions obviously stumped you?
1: <laughs> how, how, on the bowling front, Paul, how long did it take you to get past? See that, like you were saying about Ricky, just bowling like really sort of just line and length nagging. How long did it take you to get past as a bowler coming over trying to bowl quickly? That that just type of like just slow seamer in Scotland is like will always get more wickets than you. Yeah,
2: I think I think when I first. When I came over in 97, I, wanted, I wasn't as quick as I was due to back injuries, you know, in my, in my early 20s. Um, yeah. so I, and I was, even when I was quick, I was more of a hit-the-length, seeming-about, Glenn McGrath-type bowler. But when I came over in 97, I didn't really, you know, I, I wasn't express, I was quick enough, but I was, and I just stuck to what I, did best and that's sort of hit that back of the length and try and make the bat- batsman play and make them earn runs and i think whatever conditions i've played and i've just always stuck to that mantra uh and i let the dibbly dobblers bowl the you know all the floaty little seamers that uh, i mean not a fast bowler but one bowler that i used to hate facing was mark gilchrist i mean i just couldn't <laughs> I just hated facing them, especially at West when they'd put four on the boundary on the on the onside and he'd bowl these big looping in swingers and uh yeah. One guy that gave me a bit of advice when I came over here was Billy McPate. He, he All right, yeah, told me a few things about, you know, uh the length to bowl and various options with uh holding the seam, etc. Uh but in terms of young fast bowls i i am trying to go through the memory banks and uh yeah i i can't remember <laughs> can't remember <laughs> the, any young fast bowls <laughs>
0: don't worry it's, it's an I, age thing
2: <laughs> i remember peter peter jack does that name ring a bell
0: yeah he was a big tall lanky yeah. guy
2: yeah but but some bowls you just can't coach because they've got that natural mm-hmm. action and you can just get them to, to try and work on their discipline I guess and but I'd, no I didn't really have to work with with any young fast bowlers I sort of stayed in my bubble of Uttingston and and uh just worked with the young guys we had there yeah so oh John Donnelly yeah John Donnelly I should have remembered John Donnelly I did some work with him and he was uh he was a good young fast bowler uh, and I just tried to get him to bowl a more consistent line and length rather than, you know, bowling bouncers and Yorkers and trying to do something different with every ball. Uh, but, yeah, it's a it's a long time ago now. And yeah. I, I just remember the guys that I used to hate facing, like Mark Gilchrist and Craig Wright was a nightmare to face because he, he never gave me anything to, to slog. No, uh, Magid Hack. I didn't get to play much against him in club cricket, but he was an eye-matter face as well because he just bowls so many different varieties of his of his spin. And even now, Madge and I meet up in the summer and we have a net in Uddy and we'll have a game where Madge bowl me an over and I'll see if, how many sixes I can hit you for. And, <laughs> and normally he gets me out twice in six balls, but I'll hit him for one or two sixes <laughs> in those six balls. So I just, yeah, he's...
0: And, and in the uh, Union, where, were, where, where did you hate yeah. going to, grounds-wise?
2: Oh, uh, in the Western yeah. Western Union. Yeah. Uh, oh.
0: Were there any grounds where Not you me. thought, shit, I don't do well here?
2: <laughs> I think I, I, don't think I enjoyed playing in the Hill Head that often when that was, I don't know, has that changed now? Oh, I can't remember, but the old Hill Head, it was quite, quite open and uh, the changing rooms were, you know, a long way 100, away. A hundred miles away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but most of the grounds in the West I actually enjoyed playing. It. it was when we went to the East, I didn't enjoy some of the grounds there. Like, I didn't particularly enjoy Harriet's for whatever reason. I, I don't know why. I didn't enjoy Watsonians. Just just the, the atmosphere and the feel of the ground.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I didn't really enjoy it. so. Uh, as much as I did playing in the West, because most of the grounds in the West are po- proper cricket grounds. and uh, Yeah, I, I never played at Irvine. A few of my teammates were <laughs> playing there, but. <laughs> that yeah, comes, even that comes Preswick, up every week. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even Presswick, I enjoyed playing at Presswick. And it's funny because our 2005 professional Tom Plant said Presswick was his favourite ever cricket ground. In the world that played it, yeah. Wow. But, but Tom was Tom was an interesting character. So <laughs> he yeah uh, yeah I wouldn't go that far with Prestwick, but actually I didn't mind playing there because it was a I guess it was an enclosed and mm-hmm. proper little cricket ground. Uh, yeah. We
0: asked there, Andy there Tennant, West, We asked Andy Tennant last week from his Prestwick playing days. Who would he get to bat for his life? So you've got one person and you played with it, Udi, that you needed to score fifty, otherwise you're dead.
1: Who? Who's the wood who's chopper's your not going to get your toll? <laughs>
2: uh, okay. Just from no, Udi, no professionals, just amateurs no. then.
0: No. Uh
2: well, <laughs> we only had him for one season, but Neil McRae was hard. He was a stubborn batsman. Jesus,
0: did Macker play? Did Macker play Yeah, play Uddy?
2: Yeah, ninety-seven when I first came over. He was an Uddy. Wow. Um, yeah. Was he
0: studying in Glasgow then? Because he was from he was Aberdeen.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was living in a. He was living in Glasgow, and yeah, you know, I, I don't know what he was doing. He's also he's got many fingers and many pies. Neil McRae, but yeah, uh, I think over the last probably dozen years, the guy that really gets stuck in, uh, Amir Gull is is a guy that you know, really values his wicket. Yeah, especially when he was batting in the top order, he's you know he, he's one of these guys that you could bowl to, and he'd be so defensive and so. uh resolute in, in not getting out, it's probably Ami a mere goal, I think. I'm, I'm trying to think back because it was, you know, 20 years at Addingston now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Listen,
0: we're, we're running out of time here, you, you're going to have okay. to start, you're going to have to start your engine. I'm just a little disappointed that you didn't actually, you weren't driving while you were doing the interview. I <laughs> <laughs> would have made some, some good video comment. Listen, it's been it's been great catching up with you hoff we'll maybe catch up with you uh maybe not this season but next season
2: yeah no worries john all right
1: okay